0: People are really confused by our friendship. How did you guys met? I was... She stalked me. I did. I stalked her. Welcome back to Bravo Breaking News with Kim and Lisa. On this
1: week's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, we were absolutely blessed with the presence of so many familiar faces, both new and old. From the infamous Morgan Wade to the morally corrupt Faye Resnick herself, we also had Denise, Camille, Cynthia... These ladies were seated and ready for the drama,
0: and so were we. And Sutton was not only stirring the pot, but they were all eating it too. The Kyle and Mauricio rumor mill is officially swirling, and she will just not let the mouse go when it comes to exposing the truth from Kyle. But does Sutton have a right to push Kyle to be honest? We are going to get into it all and give our hot takes. But before we do,
1: make sure you guys are subscribed so you don't miss any Bravo breaking news.
0: Okay, so we start at Kyle's house. Dorit and Crystal come over. Um, They arrive to a giant pile of mail at Kyle's house (laughs) because she needs a business manager. Um, Honestly, relatable. Um, But, you know, they immediately get into Garcelle's event, the movie premiere the night before, and how, you know, Dorit did apologize to Garcelle, so they're going to try to move forward. Um, And then, of course, the topic of conversation turns to Sutton, and Kyle says that something about Sutton is definitely off. She does yet another imitation of Sutton, like I feel like this season should be called like the imitation game because there are imitations on top of imitations on top of imitations. But Kyle just feels the need to show Crystal, I guess, her imitation of Sutton imitating Erica um, being, you know, totally blindsided by the elevator moment. And I don't know. She owned it once again. Yeah. And it's kind of funny
1: because Sutton is doing to Kyle And Kyle is like doing it right back to Sutton. Like they're both kind of accusing each other of something's going on with you and you're not saying what it is. So I don't know. It's interesting to see. Kyle says Sutton was aggressive and Dorit kind of backs her up on that. And Dorit says, well, you know, she drinks. And sometimes when people drink vodka, they get mean. And I thought this was quite a leap that they were making. like, And that's kind of a big accusation, but... Crystal was kind of saying, hold up, guys, you know, I've never seen Sutton, like, I've never been concerned about her drinking. You know, Dorit, you're famous for your cocktail, which, whatever, I don't think that we've ever really seen Dorit drunk. But, you know, they're kind of hinting that Sutton may have a drinking problem, and that's kind of contributing to this aggressive behavior. But Kyle still says, you know, I love Sutton, and I want to repair this with her, but they just cannot seem to get on the same page.
0: No, they do not. And of course, the editors are shady as hell, which I love because we jumped to a lunch with Sutton and Garcelle. And of course, they show Sutton ordering a vodka during Mm -hmm. the day at lunch, which if I was making $300,000 of alimony a month and like didn't have to work and didn't have to do anything, I would be ordering cocktails at lunch too. Do not get me wrong. But- We see her, you know, get her vodka and pour her little, you know, personal grapefruit juice in, which I kind of love. I kind of just love that. Um, But anyway, they also talk about Garcelle's event the night before and how Sutton really didn't talk to Erica. She didn't approach Erica about the elevator issue because she was too focused on Kyle. And she kind of basically says that Kyle has inserted herself into this drama because it's between Sutton and Erica. Kyle really doesn't have anything to do with it. Um, but I think Kyle's thing is more what happened the night of Magic Mike, how she stormed off. She called her a bitch. They got in a huge fight then. I think it has less to do with the elevator, but that's just kind of another example of Sutton kind of, I don't know, being unhinged or being in the wrong. Yeah. And so
1: Sutton's explaining all this to Garcelle and she says, you know, I think some Kyle's hiding something. I think something's going on. And Garcelle says, well, it seems like that. You struck a nerve when you told Kyle that. And so Sutton then brings up this new ring that Kyle's been wearing, right? It's a sapphire and diamond ring. She's wearing it on her wedding finger, but she's not wearing her typical wedding ring or engagement ring. And so Garcelle's like, what? How do you even notice this stuff? You know, and Sutton says, I don't miss much. And I mean, that's true. Like, as you said before, Sutton's going to sleuth. Like, that's just what she does. Um, She'd be a great detective. Um, Garcelle says, you know, I don't notice these things, but I did notice that after Dorit's robbery, she still had all her jewelry and casually takes a sip. And it was like, whoa, shots fired. Like, where did that come from, Garcelle? How long have you been holding on to that?
0: Yeah, I mean, so we know that confessionals are filmed kind of later in the season or after the season. So obviously that shows that Garcelle and Dorit are not on good terms, even though it seems like they are in this moment on the show. I don't know. Or is it
1: just Garcelle just kind of throwing some shade, but like there's not really anything
0: deeper than that? No, that's a dig. That is accusing Dorit of making up the robbery, which is what, you know, has been swirling in the media. You know, obviously it's died down because it's been, what, a year or two since it happened. But that... Again, there's a lot of accusations being thrown out in this episode. And that is definitely one that I think is, ooh, hits a little below the belt. Totally. So
1: Sutton then goes on to mention these other um, things that are kind of making her think that something is going on with Kyle. She has her her monogrammed bag, no longer has the U, it just has K-R. Um, and she's saying that there's, you know, Things going on on the blogs saying that Mauricio is having an affair and she just
0: wants, you know, Kyle to be open and honest. Yeah, um, I want to get your take on that, but let's wait till the dinner party from hell part two because there's a lot to discuss there. But I can't wait to hear your take on that. Um, So after this lunch, we jump over. To a scene that is probably one of the most anticipated scenes of the season. And that is because we get to meet Morgan Wade. So Kyle arrives at a tattoo shop. And I immediately now understand why we got that whole conversation about the tattoos with Mauricio, you know, Mm -hmm. a few episodes before. Morgan shows up. We meet her for the first time. Um, Morgan knows how many tattoos Kyle has as opposed to Mauricio, who has no fucking idea. Um, And Kyle kind of explains about their relationship. She says they're very close friends. They talk every day. Um, A lot of people are confused by their friendship. I think we are. I think most of the viewers are. Um, So I wonder how much we'll actually get to see of it. Um, But they share kind of how they became friends. And Kyle says she basically stalked Morgan. She listened to her music. She loved it. She posted about it. She tagged her on Instagram and then Morgan's team was kind of like alerted and freaked out that Kyle Richards was posting about Morgan. And so they kind of connected them and that's where the friendship began, Um, which I guess isn't like, you know, the most common way to meet somebody. But it's not crazy to think that that was, you know, an authentic kind of connection or meetup that they had. Yeah, no, I don't
1: think it's crazy. I think it's a very like modern day, you know, friendship. uh, Romance. Exactly. But it is, you know, then Kyle goes on to say sort of what she likes about Morgan. And it's basically that she's just completely unapologetically herself. She doesn't care what other people think. She doesn't feel the need to be always put together. Um, And Kyle has had that pressure on herself for... You know, as long as she can remember, she always feels like she needs to be um, kind of perfect in a way. And so Morgan is not – is like the antithesis of that. And Kyle finds it really refreshing. And I think it shows us why Kyle has kind of had this shift in her own behavior. And like it is due to Morgan's influence, it sounds like. Um, I have a question. Is Morgan's voice real like her accent was so strange to me and the way she was talking and I was like is this like a thing that she does or is that her real voice
0: no I think it's real I mean I was totally blindsided and caught off guard the first time I heard her talk I think it was in an interview or something Um, but now I guess I'm kind of used to it so I was expecting that to come out of her I'm sure a lot of people who met her for the first time or heard her for the first time last night were also taken aback. Um, But I would hope that she's not putting that accent on, you know, pulling a Dorit. Is that bad to say? Nope, we're all thinking it.
1: Um, Okay, so then they, you know, go and get Kyle's tattoo and she's getting it on her hip which is kind of like a sexy place to get a tattoo and not something I would imagine when I'm in my 50s, you know? Um, And so, you know, she's like, oh, Morgan, come hold my hand. And they're just giddy with each other, basically. Like, there is definitely... Look, if Kyle says that they're not, you know, romantically involved, then I believe her. But there is definitely some chemistry there that is more than a friendship level. It feels like Kyle literally gets like butterflies in her stomach when she's talking to Morgan and she kind of transforms into this like girl with a crush it almost seems like did you kind of pick up on that
0: oh totally I mean they you know it's kind of like if you guys watch Selling Sunset it's kind of like Chrishell and G you know when you see that they got together Or when you saw that they got together, you know, you were like, what? Like, how did this happen? Like, I can't picture them together. But then once you see them together, like filming and, you know, just being themselves, it kind of starts to make a little more sense, you know? Like, the only time we've seen Kyle and Morgan interact are paparazzi photos, which have no context. Right. right? And that music video, which is a music video. It's a narrative. It's a story. It's not real. So... Seeing them in real life interacting, they definitely have chemistry and there's definitely something going on. Um, But Kyle gets home to Mauricio after being with Morgan. And, you know, I'm like, is she going to tell him? Is she going to tell him? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she shows him the tattoo. Um, (laughs) They totally inserted his voice saying love bean because, you know, that's the iconic line from the last tattoo scene. But he is not happy. He wonders why she did it. Um, You know, she just says, oh, I thought it was cute. It doesn't symbolize anything. And I don't know. I think that's a little strange. But hey, to each their own. Um, And Mal pretty much says, like, it doesn't really seem like I'm going to see it that often, which is kind of, you know, definitely foreshadowing into what's to come with their relationship. It kind of seems like it's already there. Right, she says. Well, I have it here, so no one can see it. You know,
1: unless I'm wearing a swimsuit or something. And he and she said he says, well, c- I hope I get to see it. And she's like, well, you're seeing it right now. So yeah, that tells me they're not getting naked uh, all that often. No, definitely not. Okay, so can we talk about Sutton's matchmaker scene? Which, first of all, this matchmaker is. I think Avi said she's bubbly and that is an understatement. She is something. There's this giggle that she has that, I I don't know, I find it very annoying and I'm surprised that Sutton puts up with it because Sutton seems like she would just be like, I need someone who's a little more, you know, real than this. But anyway, okay, so the matchmaker comes over and Sutton says, I'm also bringing my friend to because I think she knows me pretty well. And, you know, I want her to kind of be involved in this process. Help me pick a help me pick a date that will get me not only a first date, but also a second date. Dorit arrives in probably the most casual outfit we have ever seen her in. Granted, they're sweats, but they're probably like Louis Vuitton sweats, but still it was so almost eerie to see her dress down this way. She's got glasses on. Her hair is just, you know, beautiful, but down. There's like no look, basically. And I was just
0: kind of taken aback. I was definitely taken aback. I mean, we've never seen Dorit look like this. She looked stunning, beautiful, as she always does. But there was not a single label, not a single logo. Um, It was kind of it just t- I was taken aback. I- I've never seen Dorit like this. And it is, it is kind of eerie. Yeah, speechless. So and then Sutton says, well,
1: and I, you know, brought Dorit over because she fell in love with PK. So maybe I need to take a note out of her book and not be so picky. And it's like, whoa, Sutton, like, okay, you're not wrong. But also, why did you need to like be so shady about PK. I mean, we're all thinking it, but to say that about your friend's husband is kind of harsh. Um, then the matchmaker goes on to say, you know, Sutton's really self-aware. And Tariq's like, um, excuse me, <laughs> just gonna, just gonna raise my hand here and say, uh, I think that is Sutton's main problem is that she is not self-aware in the least. She's also aggressive. She's uh, a snippy. And she's erratic. And Sutton's like, why did I invite you over here? Like, Jesus, is this a roast or what?
0: No, Dorit's not wrong. Dorit's not wrong at all. She is telling it like it is. Let's be real. Sutton is paying this other woman a lot of money to come over. So she is not about to bash Sutton in her own home and lose probably her highest paying client. Um, But, you know, they go through three bachelors. Sutton zooms in on the privates of one. She judges um, the other's black shirt with a black tux outfit. Um, And Dorit in the confessionals is saying what we all were thinking. Like, look, Sutton, you have no right to judge somebody what they wear, especially on a first date. Flashback to the cat sweater. And little did I know that that cat sweater would be so iconic. We're still talking about it. It's been like two seasons. And I just... I love it because it's Sutton, and she needs to find somebody who loves her for who she is, cat sweater and all.
1: I totally agree. Like,
0: she needs someone who will
1: embrace the quirkiness of her, but she also needs to be a little bit more open and not just say, oh, he's wearing a black shirt with a black tux. Immediately, no. Like, you can easily change that. You just tell the guy, honey, wear this instead. Problem solved. Okay, so now we're going – we're getting into Kyle's THC CBD party. She's having a dinner because she kind of feels like everyone is after her for not drinking and, you know, kind of having fun. And she admits she feels a little bit of peer pressure of, you know, not partaking in these things. And so she wants to host a CBD THC dinner And kind of go that route. Now, while she's getting ready, she gets a FaceTime from Morgan and immediately lights up. And she asks Morgan, how's your tattoo? We get a flashback to when they were at the tattoo parlor and we didn't see this in the initial scene. Kyle gives Morgan a tattoo. Morgan says, sure, go ahead, whatever. I've got so many tattoos, I don't care. But what does Kyle put on Morgan's body? The letter K. She basically branded her friend. And Morgan didn't seem to mind, but I thought that was so odd. That was some of that Nexus, you know, cult-level shit with the guy that was branding the, the women in his, um, you know, who
0: were following him. I thought it was so strange. So strange. And why is this a flashback and wasn't a part of the original tattoo scene? I would have rather watched that than Kyle get her stupid saturn and stars tattoo which means nothing so i don't know that was insane um I, i don't even know what to think about it i don't know what to feel about it i mean we did see on watch what happens live that kathy also got a tattoo with kyle and morgan so i don't know i guess tattoos are their thing but it was a little a little much um but so the dinner is beginning and we don't know what we are in for when the guests are arriving. So we see Faye Resnick, the morally corrupt herself arrive with Justin Sylvester. Um, we also see the new housewife Anne Marie for the first time, which is kind of, I don't know how to feel about it because as we know, in case you didn't know, her husband has been now accused of rape. So I don't know how we will, you know, see that play out on the show. If we will, um, Sutton brings Cynthia Bailey, um, who, of course, is an iconic Atlanta OG. Um, And then the moment we've all been waiting for, Denise and Camille arrive. And everybody, I feel like, is stunned. Um, You know, we have Justin, like, making the dinner party from hell reference, which I love. Mm -hmm. I love, you know, breaking the fourth wall, being super self-aware. I love that. Um, but. They arrive. And I feel like everybody is kind of shocked. So shocked. You hear it in Garcelle's voice.
1: Oh. <laughs> and Denise. oh? Said, What's oh? <laughs> but I think the O oh was for Camille and not Denise in, in Garcelle's case. Because she says, you know, I wasn't on the season back then. But even I know that Camille and Faye do not get along. And so just the fact that we have this, you know, 13-year history sort of coming back together in this full circle moment. They're at at another dinner party, you know, Camille and Faye, face-to-face. And it just made me so happy, like, to think of all that we've gone through in those 13 years. And we're still watching and we're still engaged. And this is like, you know, the dinner party from hell is like, forever in the Housewives canon of, you know, momentous scenes that we will always remember. And so I just absolutely loved it. Um, Camille does go in for a hug with Faye and, you know, Faye plays nice. Okay, fine. I wonder, I really do wonder when the last time they actually saw each other because of course they're going to cross paths like in social situations now and again. And I really do wonder if they still ignore each other. But, I don't know. It kind of seems like they do. So then they're all getting their seats. And um Ky- uh, you know, Kyle sat Faye across from Camille, which I thought was really surprising because Kyle and Faye are super close friends in real life. And so I was a little bit like, oh, Kyle, you're a little messy with that one with that placement. But um Faye, you know, she's not phased by it. She just picks up and goes to the other other end of the table. <laughs> so I think. Camille and Faye are both kind of relieved at this. But then as they're going to sit down, Sutton kind of grabs Kyle and says, can we talk for a second, pulls her into the library and starts saying, you know, I have to apologize because I, you know, I know you thought I was a little bit off and I was off. And here's why, because my ex-husband dropped a bomb on me saying he's going to move to London and that I need to go with him and our son needs to go with him. And I was, you know, thinking about that and I was sort of acting out of character because my mind was somewhere else. Kyle is not having it. She is basically saying, okay, so you were mean and rude because you thought you might have to move to London, but then it ends up you're not having to move to London. But even though your husband's moving to London, you're going to get extra money. Like, where's the problem? And so, you know, it wasn't a very sympathetic response coming from a friend, but Kyle just basically said, you know, every time you misbehave, you make excuses like that, and I'm just over it. So I don't know. This is just, like, not where I think Sutton thought it was going to go.
0: No. I mean, Kyle was spot on when she says, like, Sutton is so out of touch with reality, and Mm -hmm. she uses these scenarios that yes of course that is kind of a stressful situation to be in if your ex-husband is like you have to move across the country and drop your life or i'm gonna take your son with me but the result of it is that she gets more money she gets her kid full-time but she has to deal with the legal you know ramifications of that um which i don't really know what that means but it's definitely an excuse um but you know sutton spins that right back around because she says she's Kyle what's your excuse if you're saying that I'm using an excuse for the way I'm acting what's your excuse because Kyle you know she's acting different and I don't think it's unhinged or you know off like Sutton says but it's I think she's speaking about all the changes that Kyle has made to her you know lifestyle and so during this conversation we do get you know a few moments back at the table And we get the moment with Denise from the trailer and the editors have tricked us once again because they have not even eaten the the THC CBD food, whatever it's going to be. But Denise is already like a little seeming unwell, Um, you know, (laughs) they're like talking about random stuff at the table. And Denise does the, you know, the line where she's like, well, you know what I'm talking about. And with the this. way her face
1: moved, I've never seen that before. It was like her face m- turned into jello and was just it was a Picasso face. It was just like moving all over. There was an eye down here at one point and a lip up here. It was very strange. And I was like, what just happened? And how many drinks has Denise had? because it seemed like she
0: just got there. Is she sober? Like, surely, yeah. Surely she could not have been drunk already unless they had, you know, some roadies in the car. Um, But she did not seem well. And in the trailer, we thought it was, you know, well into the dinner that this happened. And Erica was, like, calling her out. You know what I mean? But it's that's not even how it happened. It just happened out of nowhere. But anyway, Denise is going to be Denise. Um, That's what we got. So... Back to the other room with Sutton and Kyle, Crystal eases her way into the room and inserts her into the conversation, which I don't think that's where she belongs. Um, But, you know, Kyle is basically pressing Sutton, you know, like, if you think something's wrong with me, say it. Just say it. What is it? Say it. Say it. Say it. Like, basically making Sutton say, you know, what she thinks is going on and Sutton refuses. She will not say it. And to be honest, I think that Sutton is kind of trying to play it safe at this point because she doesn't want to have that burden on her back Mm -hmm. of bringing up the rumors. But at this point, Kyle is egging her on, like almost making her say it, which I don't think is the right move to make either. Um, So Sutton goes back to the table. Everybody's like, where's our hostess? in denial about something. So Sutton is not Mm. leaving the conversation in that room. She is taking it to the dinner table and chaos continues.
1: I mean, that was a good line. I will give that to Sutton. Where's Kyle? In denial about something. I mean, that is excellent housewifery right there. Um, Oh, man. Yeah. So then we sit down. And Crystal, it's her turn to, you know, step up to the plate. And I got to say, it felt unnatural, but also, like, I'm glad she's doing something because we have really seen nothing from Crystal this entire season. So she says, you know, I want to clear the air. Um, Sutton and Kyle, when I walked in, you guys were arguing. So what's going on? And it's basically just more of the same conversation. You know, Sutton, Kyle says Sutton is making excuses. Sutton says Kyle is hiding something and is not being open and honest. They start egging each other on. Um, It comes up, you know, Sutton says something about Kyle's working out and she's eating differently. And Kyle says, well, you don't even eat at all. So then that comes out. It's like, okay, now we're accusing Sutton of, you know, possibly having an eating disorder. Um, Anne-Marie is sitting there like, am I the only one in the dark? Like, what is happening? What is this all about? And I think she sees her, her moment to sort of enter, enter the scene, enter, the, enter stage right. And she is like, if you guys are friends, like friends can say things to each other. So let's just say it. What are you talking about? And it's not Sutton, but it's Garcelle who finally says, is there something with her with Kyle's marriage? And so then it's like, whoa, okay, the gloves are off, you know, the, the words have finally been uttered, and now we can kind of get into it. But instead of Kyle talking about, like, her marriage, she kind of lashes on to this ring thing because Garcelle says, is that a makeup ring? Kyle says, I don't know what a makeup ring is. What does that mean? Um... And so she says, no, Mauricio did not buy this for me because he fucked up. You know, I bought this for myself. And so then she just kind of hones in on this ring and says, so you're insinuating my husband's cheating on me and bought me a new ring. Like that is not hap. that's not what's going on. And, you know, she's deflecting because, of course, the ring is not the point. The point is they're trying to get at we're seeing these changes in you and we want to know, is there something going on with your marriage? She admits, she says, guys, I told you at the retreat that we it wasn't the best year for us. Like, what do you want from me?
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's kind of weird that she's directing all of this at Sutton when Garcelle is the one that actually right. brought it up. You know, I know her and Sutton are at odds and Sutton has been threatening to bring this up, but it's really Garcelle who brought it up. And maybe it's the way she brought it up. It wasn't as aggressive. It was kind of accusatory. Um, But she's directing all of this at Sutton when Garcelle is the one that brought it up. And it's just kind of crazy. But Kyle does make a point. She shared that she was having challenges at the retreat. What more do you want me to say type of thing? So I don't know. I don't know if I am on Kyle's side or Sutton's side with this one. You know, Sutton being open and honest about her relationship issues and stuff like that, I guess, you know, does give her a point or two. Um, but I don't know. I kind of think that Kyle already has been open and honest about her relationship, unless something is going to come out about her and Morgan, which she's denied, denied, denied. Um, I I don't know, but that's not even what they're talking about here. You know, they're talking about Kyle and Mauricio. So obviously there's something going on there. Kyle has admitted it. Does Sutton have a right to, you know, bring it to the surface? maybe maybe not i don't know i'd love to hear your guys's
1: thoughts on this so tell us in the mm-hmm. comments
0: yes please let us know what you think i can't decide whose team i'm on right now but i will probably decide in the coming episodes so make sure you guys tune in every week as we recap real housewives of beverly hills and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any bravo breaking news see you next time